back to the And One More Thing podcast. I'm Colton Moore, and this is my daily afternoon drive home from work. It's Tuesday, and that means absolutely nothing. There's a, it's a slow sports day in the world. I was just listening to the Cubs game. They're getting shellacked down six to nothing there uh, in Wrigley Field, so that's no fun. I'm uh, heading home to, uh, I'm not sure exactly what today. Uh, the, the kids woke up sick, so i got a got a little girl who's throwing up and a little boy who should be at the doctor right about now uh, with uh, an earache of some sort. Um, and it's kind of strange for us. Uh, we've had very healthy kids so far in our three almost four year parenthood journey and uh, yeah it's just kind of strange to have sick sick kids uh, I don't envy I don't envy that by any means I don't envy my wife who uh, who I'm so blessed to have because she's uh, taking care of those kids uh, you know during over the course of the night and uh, during the day while I'm at work so I love you babe thanks for doing that yeah so uh got a steady pretty steady viewership so far about uh eight nine ten people an episode so that's kind of nice i don't know if it's the same people over and over again or what but uh not a single one's left to comment that's not true travis did send me a text message um last week at some point again i just enjoy doing this gives me something to do keeps me distracted while I'm driving, uh, so I'm not falling asleep, uh, or getting drowsy and, you know, you're in all over the place, because I got a little habit of doing that, um, we could talk, let's just do this, because it's frustrating, and, you know, I said yesterday, that, uh, just let the rules be the rules, don't complain about them, but, if a ref gets the rule wrong, you complain all you want, and I guess I should have done the research to actually know what the language of the rule was on this uh, helmet-to-helmet contact in the NFL. So I saw another clip of, uh, and this was Chargers and Cardinals. And the Charger receiver catches a good ball across the middle, takes a couple steps, turns up field, sees the defender coming, so he drops his head to protect himself. It's only natural to do. And the defender just, boom, face mask right at what was chest level. Ends up being almost right at the chin of the receiver. Um, And just a legitimate textbook tackle. And he gets flagged for it. And my understanding of the rule is that the only person that should have been flagged would have been the receiver for lowering his head to initiate contact. As he braces, you know, he ducks his head to brace for contact. That's that's the penalty when you duck the head. You got guys out here getting called for flags and not even hitting people with their heads, with their helmets. A face mask is always the okay part to hit people with. And it makes me long for the days when the only way you could get a flag when you tackled somebody was if you tackled them by their face mask. And now, you know, we've got where you can't... you got these horse collar rules, you got defenseless player rules and this and that and this and that and I, they're all ridiculous uh, 
like, well, we're all for player safety. Like, they're playing football. They're not safe. <laughs> what, what do you think? What do you think you're going to accomplish? I mean, you can go play flag football if you don't want to get, you know, hit. Uh, it's just an unfortunate progression in, in the league, and, and I hope it's just making a point for preseason to try and uh, get that out of the guy's system. So say, hey, we're going to crack down. Hopefully, they ease off in the regular season because it's going to it's going to cost some some big games. I can see when you can just throw a flag on literally every tackle if they're going to enforce the rule the way they have been. But that's my rant on that. That's all I want to complain about it right now. Um, we can only see how it goes. I, uh, I'm so ready for the regular season to get here. Like I said, it's Tuesday. Got two more days. We can watch some more preseason football. Um, if you're into that, starter should get some reps this, this time around. You know, as I've mentioned before, anybody that knows me knows... I'm a Packers fan. Rodgers should be getting some reps uh, this Tuesday, so it'll be it'll be nice. Or this one, I'm sorry, this Thursday. Um, it'd be good to see the stars out there playing around. We just, you know, we hope none of them get hurt. But they're just as likely to get hurt in preseason as they are in the regular season, so they got to get out there at some point. Yeah, but I don't know, guys. I'm just and gals. I'm not. Uh, I haven't got the muse today. It's not gonna. Things aren't gonna come to me as easy as they as they typically would. I don't think. Um, fighting just a little bit of a headache and the sun's kind of bright. Uh, speaking of headaches, though, I found a new beverage at the gas station today. It's uh, it's called Monster Hydro. This is not a paid advertisement. This is just something I'm, <laughs> that I liked. I can only hope to one day get paid advertisers. That is the dream, folks. That is the dream. But it's flavored water uh, with with that little bit of monster magic in it says on the bottle. <sighs> but then, like a bottle, it's like three servings. But over the course of the three servings, you get like 188 milligrams of caffeine. Then it just tastes like uh, like a Gatorade or a, or a fruit juice. It's just flavored water. It's pretty nice. Yeah, so you should check that out. I mean, I feel like it's probably better for you than any regular energy drink. So I enjoy it. It's been good so far. Yeah. So what? I wish I could had some. I wish I could have some dialogue with you guys. I wish it was a live show. Where I could ask a question, you know, and people come back, shoot a text message, and I would have like a hundred thousand viewers. Alas, none of that is the case. I've got like ten listeners, one of which very well may just be me as I listen to it, re-listen to it back. I'm pretty sure it probably logs that. Uh, so if you like me, tell your friends. But what do you want to do today? What do you want to do tomorrow? You can go on the uh, the Anchor app and you can leave me a message. Um, you can tweet me at 
Well, it's Colton Moore on Twitter. It's Colton Moore on Twitter. And I would have to double check my actual my actual handle. I'm pretty sure it's at the Cotton Mo, T H E C O T T O N M O W E. I think that's what it is. That's certainly one of my Twitter handles. I took me three or four attempts to finally get one to stick where I could remember the password because I would start get on and I wouldn't like it and I'd get off and I'd get back on and I'd try it again and I'd get off and I finally get back on and I kind of I appreciate it for what it is um, just a way to express opinions um, talk to strangers I still miss the days of uh, like when I was in college before everybody had a, before everybody had a smartphone and if you wanted to get on an arg- if you wanted to get into an argument with somebody, whether it be on Facebook or Twitter, uh, you had to use a keyboard. Um, and I miss having that luxury. Uh, I really dislike uh, touchscreen keyboards. And the you know predictive text and they throw in random spaces and can't seem to figure out <laughs> how to master that. It's not like I got that fat of fingers. But, anyway, there's nothing quite like, I think I mentioned uh, yesterday, that I enjoy a good argument. And that's even on uh, even on Facebook or Twitter. I'll, I will do that. I'll go, I'll go keyboard to keyboard with somebody. It's just not as easy to do with a with a touchscreen keyboard, unfortunately. But uh, that's where I'm at. I don't know how I got here. I'm trying to figure out what I want to talk about today, and I really wish I could ask you guys what y'all want to talk about. Um, you know, my kind of my kind of uh, agenda has been start out with sports. I got a little bit of sports out of the way already wasn't a whole lot, wasn't really in depth, but it was just an opinion I had on the sports for the day, and then, and I go into some life advice, uh, I wouldn't know what that would be today, um, I mentioned from day one that you might get uh, religion and or politics, I know we haven't got to much of that yet, um, so yeah, uh, you know, if you want, I'll, uh, here as we're still getting our feet wet doing this I'll try and try and dabble in a little bit of everything and then hopefully I'll get some feedback from uh, you the listeners on what you want to hear what you like best and maybe we'll we'll tailor the show that way and uh, also don't forget that the show name will probably be changing at some point because uh, one more thing even though mine is and one more thing but one more thing is it was not as original or clever as I originally thought. There's several people out there with the, that as their podcast name. Um, so, we'll see. You know, feel free to shoot me a suggestion for a title, too. Um, yeah, but, uh, so that's that. And uh, I'm going to take a quick break here drink some more of this, uh, this water I got and I'll be back with you guys in just a second. 
welcome back. I'm Colt Moore. This is the And One More Thing podcast. I uh, apologize for the sloppiness of the first session there, but like I said, it's kind of a weird day. Uh, with stuff going on at home and kind of a little bit of a headache today. Um, I figure we'll we'll take a step out into a little uh, uncharted territory for you folks. We've not been here yet. I know i got a lot of friends um, who will appreciate this topic um, if they're listening. Um, but to a little preface here, as I've mentioned before, I am a uh, I have a degree in youth ministry from Olivet Nazarene University. I uh, am, was formerly a licensed minister in the church of the Nazarene. I served for um, a handful of years uh, in various capacities as a youth pastor, uh, one full-time year as doing that, along with several years uh, assisting uh, other youth pastors. And I really appreciate a nice theological conversation. And my favorite, my favorite tidbit of information um, about that topic is the first word in the Hebrew Bible. And if you want something to think about, this is what to think about, folks. Obviously, the first word in the English Bible is in, for in the beginning, right? That is that is how the Bible starts, Genesis 1-1, in the beginning. Now, if you take a look at that word in the ancient Hebrew, in the Hebrew Bible, um, off the top of my head, I don't know the exact pronunciation of the uh, the word anymore but there is no direct article in the word so we've translated that word from Hebrew to Greek to Latin to English and it's come out as in the beginning but a literal translation of the word is in a beginning. And the first time I realized that, it blew my mind. My Hebrew professor at the time just kind of shrugged it off. I can't remember his explanation for it because I thought it was just so monumentous like how, how do we not know this what does that mean you know because he talks about how he would tell us when the Bible says let us create man in our image that that's not a that's not a trilogy that's not a trilogy that's not a trinity a trinity us that's a royal us a royal we um, so you know as kings and queens they would be referred to uh, in as, as plural back in the day and uh, which I mean I guess that's the way it was I mean I, I 
I could only take his word for it at the time. And I could buy that. Uh, I never I never bought his explanation for the N-A beginning. Um, and I can't even remember what it was. That's how little I bought it. Um, and maybe that's just me clinging to a thought that there's more out there. Because um, cause something that people forget um, often and by people um, I'm mostly talking about Christians, Bible believing folks um, but I'm sure other people that have that know of the Bible um, the, the Bible was never intended to be a all encompassing history it was never intended to be a a guidebook for all of life's situations um, it was not intended to be authoritative to to anyone but the human race so there's a couple of different uh, there's a couple of different explanations I've come to think of uh, one was whatever Dr. Mellish said that day which I, like I said I really can't remember but I'm my guess would be it was something like that's just the way they did it back then. <laughs> Even though other words had direct articles, but since it was like the title of the, the book and the first word in this in the sentence, it was something like that. Something like that. So there's that's one explanation that you know, obviously I don't, uh, obviously I discount fairly readily. Um, but there are. Uh, <clears throat> There are more I'd like to explore, and I might come up with more as I go along. And this may uh, this may be the only other segment we do today because I just love talking about it. In a beginning, the Earth was void and formless. You'll notice that that. That the Bible does not say there was no earth in a beginning or in the beginning as we have it translated but it says that the earth was void void and formless so why was it there just a ball of water floating in space from uh, my reading of it anyway because the water's there he just separates it to form the land Right, and the spirit of the of the of God hovered above the waters. Uh, so something was there, and it had been wiped out, and it had been wiped out, presumably by a flood, because all that was there was water, um, and. That same flood was used later that we know of uh, in the story of Noah. And that was when God said he would never again destroy the earth with a flood. Which, I mean, if you think about it in that context, could lead you to, to see or to think that maybe it had been done before. Because he said, he didn't say this will be the only time I'll ever flood the earth. He said, I'll never do it again. Um... Which again, like I said, it's not supposed. The Bible's not an all-encompassing explanation. 
Um, it, it does it does explain itself on on many occasions, but I don't expect it to. The Bible is supposed to be is a is a is a guide to Christ, a guide to salvation. Um, the New Testament was a guide for those before Christ to. Um, it was a it was a guide for them to uh, be right according to the law, be be blameless in front of the law. Um, and the first you know handful of books were uh, history books for them. For them, I mean, there was the 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 Hebrew history history of their people. But they were, you know, um, spoken word stories that were eventually written down. You know, people say that Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. But the first five books of the Bible talk about Moses dying. And so how could he write that? So, I mean, there's a lot of things that we've that we've been taught and that we've believed. Um, again, we, I believe in Christians. If you're not, I'm sorry that maybe this isn't for you, but I think it might be interesting give you some thoughts to talk about with uh, with people you know that are and I'm not trying to prove or disprove anything here I'm just trying to get out the thoughts in my head and I'll get back to I'll get back to that void and formless earth here in a second um, I believe the Bible is is inerrant in all things regarding salvation um, and that's its purpose is to show people Jesus so that they can be saved, and that's that's its purpose. Uh, every, everything else that that uh, it accomplishes is uh, ancillary, is 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 just bonus, as far as I'm concerned. And and we we fought wars over the everything else, and people have been persecuted over the everything else. And it's really sad that we've lost sight of that. But anyway, part of that everything else is that void and formless earth covered in water. Uh, there's a theory out there. It's hard to find anything on. Um, but the theory is that when Lucifer uh, rebelled against God, he there's more to the story before him doing that. right? He was... Lucifer means light. He was, you know, the number one angel. And but he had, he was cocky. He thought he could do what God did. And God just kind of uh, enabled him. I don't know if that's the right connotation for the character of God, but that's uh, how I'm going to portray this story right here. And and so Lucifer asked, him, "Can I have? Can I go down there and let me rule over something?" And so, either God gave Lucifer the power to create, which I kind of tend to believe, or God created this pre-Adam race of beings. Or, um, the pre-Adamic, as I referred to before, so pre-Adamic race. And, and so Lucifer reigned over them, and they, uh, they reflected his personality, which, as we all um, know now, is is pure evil, um, because they were made in his image. 
and so God saw that that was not good and uh, eventually destroyed them and or destroyed that creation rather um, and since it says in Hebrews I think it's in Hebrews and I think it's or maybe it's in uh, one of the prophets I should know this um, but it talks about um, all the angels that rebelled with Satan, with Lucifer, um, are are captured and in chains. So that begs the question: What are demons? Because most people would tell you that they are fallen angels, and I don't think that uh, is accurate. Um, so my position would be that they are these. Uh, this pre-Adamic race that is still loyal to Lucifer, um, but you know, and like I so said, they're they're different than human beings. They were not created in God's image; they were created in the image of Lucifer. And so, and that could have been a beginning too. I, but that was that's just a thing that I've always thought maybe that's. And if that's true, cool. If not, cool. I mean, it makes it has no bearing on uh, on my salvation, and it shouldn't have on anybody else's. But it's just a a way to look at and a way to explain things that have been difficult to explain. Um, these little, you know, odds and ends that stick out here and there. That, that people just brush over and, and choose to ignore because it doesn't fit what they've been taught. Uh, and, and anything that goes against what I've been taught, I my first instinct is to disprove, um, especially if I believe what I've been taught. Uh, but then after that, I just, just to, to understand. And so I'm just trying to... I want to understand why there's these burrs, if you were, if you would, you know, on the on the sides of my uh, theology that was taught to me, and, and what they are, and why it's not smooth. But anyway, that's just that's just maybe one. That's one way to explain why the literal translation of the first word in the Hebrew Bible is in a beginning instead of in the beginning. Um, <clears throat> the second one would be um, like I said, our Bible was written for us as human beings and if there's life outside of our planet, outside of our galaxy um, maybe they have their own Bible. They, maybe they Maybe there's more out there that were created in the image of God, and they they followed a different timeline. They followed a different path than we did. Um, and they have their own Bible, or they, you know, there's maybe there's other failed experiments by God when he was, you know, messing with free will and letting the other angels create things. I don't. I don't have a problem with saying that God can get things wrong. 
or that things do not always go according to his plan. He has a plan and he works for our good, right? But there's always an element of, of free will and unpredictableness. And, you know, you can make the argument that God can see every outcome and still chooses to bet on the best one. And that's why he does what he does. Um, but there's, you know, an infinite amount of outcomes. It's like that infinite uh, universe theory where there's, you know, there's infinite parallel universes where we're all, we're, you know, just, you know, one wormhole over where controlled by 10 foot tall fish who wear cowboy boots <laughs> any 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 reality you can imagine you know they say is, is a possibility in this infinite world's um, theory it's like there's there's an infinite outcomes it's like God's looking at a road map and he, and he sees us say we're in New York City um, and his destination for us is Portland. Don't know why. It's just what came to mind. Um, and so he's looking at this, this, you know, this road atlas, and he knows. He knows exactly what paths we can take that would have us end up in Portland. He knows exactly what paths we could take that would have us end up in Miami or Chicago or Helena <laughs> there's and you know what we could go to Miami and then still make it to Portland and that's that's not the, the quickest fastest way to get there but it's a possibility and that's a choice we can make to do that and that's the problem is we don't have that map and we don't necessarily know the destination um, or rather where the, we know the destination like say, we're trying to get to God's house but we just don't know that it's in Portland right so anyway that's we may you know we may not make it to Portland ever uh, and, and and God would be would be sad because he was looking forward to us coming over for you know Christmas or whatever it may be but there's just so many choices that affect our lives, our own choices and other people's choices, that you ultimately, ultimately there's there's no controlling it, um, unless there is, um, you know, divine intervention, which I think happens from time to time, and I don't know what qualifies someone to, to receive that. Um, but it's obvious that some people do get that so I, I don't know anyway like I said so there could be there could be other beginnings that could be referencing you know let's bring a full circle here that, that in a beginning could be referencing well there's there's a beginning for people on Alpha Centauri or you know whatever and I just think that's such a cool way to look at uh, the universe that we live in and and the God that loves us 
and that put us in this universe. Uh, you know, we are lucky to be in this uh, perfect place where life can, where can be at. All right, folks. I'll get back at you in a second. back this is the and one more thing podcast and i'm colton moore and i bet you didn't think you were going to get that uh, when you when you open this up today uh, like i said i have got uh, interests out the wazoo excuse me sorry about that and uh would love to to hear your guys's and i can uh, I, I can i can comment on those i uh, you know so let's uh, let's just I don't know I just kind of talk about things I enjoy for this last segment just to wrap up you know I just like to make it at least three segments occasionally you'll get four but I just felt didn't feel great just leaving it with two even though I really did enjoy that last one uh, that was fun um, and I'm glad I've got it somewhere uh, semi-permanent so that I can, I can listen to it and see if it actually made sense whenever I listen back to it, uh, because it makes sense in my head when I think about it. But you know that's not always the case uh, when you hear it back yourself. And I actually listened to a TED talk today, just about that phenomenon. It was about why you don't like the sound of your own voice when you hear it on, uh, you know, a recording. And you know the gist of it was. Um, and well, along with a lot of other cool aspects about the voice, um, the gist of it was when, what people hear when you talk is your voice coming across airwaves. And what you hear when you talk is your voice reverberating through bone. And because of that, you can't help but hear your own voice in a deeper register uh, with a more uh, harmonic um sound to it uh just because it's it's you're hearing uh uh the tone the tone the, uh, what you call it um i don't know but it's vibrating through your bones and so it just sounds different to you but that's why you you often don't like the sound of your own voice you don't think it sounds like you because you're hearing it come through the airwaves and and not through your bones which is just going to sound prettier to yourself um, than it does over the air, no matter how pretty your voice is, which I thought was really cool. And uh, one of the one of the points she made um, on this TED talk was that you have a different voice for every person you speak to, um, and given. The sound bites. Someone feasibly could just hear your voice say a sentence, and they could tell who you were talking to just by your inflection, which is amazing. But it's true. I mean, it's totally true. I remember I would make fun of my dad because this I'd go, you know, I'd go eat lunch with him or whatever um, while he was at work and while I was on my lunch break from work, and I'd go eat in his office, and he'd still have to answer the phone or whatever, and. My dad's usually, it's pretty quiet. Um, it's, I don't know, my, I guess, similar voice to me, probably. Maybe a little bit deeper. Um, 
But then he, he, so he'd have this, he's talking to you voice, and then he'd get on the phone. And everybody's got a different phone voice, and they've got um, a talking voice. And then everybody's got a different customer service phone voice, and that was, his, he was in inside sales. And so he had to have his, like, salesperson voice. And so he would just be talking normal, and then all of a sudden you get on the phone and be like, Hello, this is Bobby. <laughs> and it was, I just thought it was funny. Um, but yeah, that would be totally interesting. I would love to, you know, it would be hard to do for yourself, but to hear my voice recorded enough times to where I could distinguish, oh yeah, I bet I bet I was talking to so-and-so here. I think that'd be a really cool experiment to see played out. Um, and on the topic of voice, apparently, um, when you're... So for females mostly, but for everybody to an extent, um, your hormones change change uh, the tone of your voice. And so she said that it, it's possible that um, Amazon's Alexa can know that you're pregnant before you do, because it can pick up on the tonality difference uh, when you when you speak to it. Uh, and that blows my mind. Like, wow. And, you know, there's... You can you can tell... The tone of your voice can... Uh, can... Uh, can... Sorry, I'm trying to find the right word. Um, you can use the tone of your voice to de- detect other... Um, not other, but detect ailments about you. Uh... It can be used to detect heart disease um, and, and even cancer, I think she said. Which is like, I never thought about this, but this lady was worked for MIT as a researcher. I'm sure, I mean, she had the she had the credentials. I, I mean, there's no reason to doubt her. You know, I just, well, I mean, you know, you never thought about that, but our voices are so important. Um, just because that's the only way we can communicate it's what they're what distinguish us from you know the the ba- the the baser animals is that we have a intricate intricate uh, communication system <coughs> excuse me and it's just it's one of those things you just take for granted your voice but yeah I didn't mean to go on that tangent that seems to happen a lot I really rarely mean to to talk about what I end up talking about I'm kind of like kind of like the Michael Scott quote where it says uh, a lot of times I just start a sentence not knowing where it's going to go and just hope I find it by the end um, and, and uh, if you haven't noticed I'm, I'm a bit like that and that's not a great great quality for someone who is trying to communicate to others effectively even in such an informal setting as just a podcast like this. Um, but oh well, that's what I do. Um, everybody's got a little bit of Michael Scott in them, and that's okay. So yeah, um, so I like I like things like that to make you think. Uh, we've been blessed with these brains and just a shame to let them go to waste so it's I always enjoy being challenged and having thoughts 
proposed to me that um, that I hadn't thought before. You know, all the all the things you can think. If you simply uh, put your mind to it. Um, I'm a sports guy, obviously. Uh, you guys know that I am a Packers fan number one. When it comes to baseball, I root for the Cubs. Um, but in all actuality, I mean, I root for them. Uh, I've, a, I've, a, I've taken ownership of them as my favorite baseball team. And I try to follow them as much as I can. But baseball is not really my sport. Baseball is just baseball. I kind of adopted the Cubs uh, a couple years before they got good. Actually, uh, when I got when I got married, because my wife's family—they're all Cubs fans—and just felt like it'd be easier to be a fan to get along with them. But uh, yeah, so I'll, you know, I'll root for them and I try and keep keep tabs on them and know what's going on. Uh, but I, you know, basketball is not really my thing. Uh, again, just just as a general sports fan, I try to kind of have a basic understanding of what's going on uh, each year, know who's doing well and stuff like that, but I don't have a really a team. Um, I'm a I'm a unashamed bandwagon Bulls fan, put it that way. I miss Michael Jordan in the NBA. I also miss uh, MVP Derrick Rose. He was electrifying to watch. He just was until his poor knees gave out. Uh, but outside, you know, the, the those those are the big three sports. I do enjoy hockey. I, you know, it's one of those sports that I would have loved to play, to have played, but never got the, the chance to. Uh, and now, as an adult, you know, I'd, it's a bit too late because I don't know how to skate backwards, and I don't know how to hockey stop, which I think is pretty um, pretty important to playing hockey, considering it's called hockey stopping. Um, but yeah, I just never got that chance. But I, I'm a Black Blackhawks fan. There, uh, there's a there's a trend with the Chicago sports teams, uh, just not the uh, Bears because, uh, as my son says, they are the yucky Chicago Bears. Yeah. But outside of the, you know, okay, so they had the big three, and then hockey's right there with them, just a step behind. But I enjoy all sport. I mean, I really do enjoy all sports. I, I like golf when Tiger's in it. I don't mind watching it either way. Though um, I do enjoy playing it, even though I'm really, 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 really bad. Um, I enjoy ultimate frisbee, disc golf. Um, I mean, I don't know. I always thought I'd been great at rugby, but never got a chance to play that either. There's just you know, land of opportunity here in America, but not for certain different sports. Um, when I was younger, I would have loved to play soccer, uh, but I played football instead, and now I don't have the wind, I don't think, to play soccer, but it'd be great to pick up and get in shape doing, I guess. But yeah, so that's the lens I come from. Um, everything is kind of filtered through competition for me a lot of times, and just a, just a, a love for knowledge, um, and I'm a, I'm a listener first which is weird especially when you think about here all I'm doing is talking to you guys and I and I don't get a listen um, because there's nobody here with me at this point in time and I'm just talking 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 and uh, I would love to get to a, a platform where I can listen um, you know there's 
there's natural born storytellers, right? I'm not one of those. Uh, I am a natural born story listener. Uh, I love uh, novels that tell a story, westerns, mostly fantasy, uh, you know, Game of Thrones, uh, Lord of the Rings. There's there's very few books I don't like, I guess. Uh, but if something tells a story, I, I love to listen to it. And uh, usually on the first time through, I just take it purely at entertainment level. Um, but I also really enjoy um, when somebody starts peeling back layers of a story and showing a deeper meaning that the author was trying to get across that most times I miss completely the first time through just because I'm a straight uh, not quite speed reading but reading fast and just for entertainment purposes uh, I was never very good at reading for educational purposes textbooks and the like I'm not great at they put me to sleep but if I had to read a novel for a class like literature or something uh, first one done great uh, comprehension and retention that's just me. But yeah, so that's, you know, books, sports. Uh, I love music. I'm not talented in music at all. Uh, I love to sing. I have a terrible singing voice, or so I've been told. It sounds good to me, as we just discussed. Um, I would love to be able to play an instrument, but I have no rhythm. And my fingers don't work right. Um... And this, this happens to a, a percentage of the population. But <clears throat> here, do this with me, folks. Just take your hand, hold it out in front of you, and spread your fingers out. Right? Now, bend your thumb in. Like you're going to say number four. Right? But don't hold it with your palm. Just bend it in. At both knuckles. The, don't keep it straight and just bend at the, the bottom knuckle. Bend both knuckles. Um, so a lot of you are like, why is he having me do this? This is weird. And your four fingers are probably sticking out straight. Uh, except with the exception of your thumb. But there's probably a handful of you out there. Uh, whose hand's doing what mine's doing? And when you bend your thumb, it pulls your index finger down with it. And to an extent, uh, your middle finger and... Eh, not quite my ring finger. I can feel it tugging on it though. Uh, and so that's what my hands do. I can't, so it's hard for me to do a lot of things with when I gotta have very intricate finger movement because um, I've got two and a half fingers tied to tied to my thumb. Uh, they share they share a tendon or something. And that's just, I looked it up one day and it some sort of evolutionary thing that didn't didn't get separated. It's a genetic. I don't know if it's genetic or not. Can't remember, but just a thing people have. And I know I'm not the only one that has it, but uh, it's it's worse on one hand than the other. On my right hand, I can keep three of my fingers straight with my uh, thumb curled in. My just my index finger goes down. But on my left hand, uh, my index finger goes down, and my 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 middle finger uh, goes about a quarter of the way, and then I can still feel. A tug on my ring finger which is it's just a weird and I can't if I hold my thumb down 
then my other fingers work just fine by themselves. But if I uh, if I try to straighten those fingers without holding my thumb down, like it feels like they're going to break. I'm weird like that. I don't know. <laughs> That's just... If your fingers also do that, it'll let you know you're not alone. I'm the same way. But yeah, I guess that's, uh, that's probably going to be it for today, folks. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. It was a little bit different than normal. Um, I enjoyed it. And uh, like I said, if you, if, you, if, you do, if you do enjoy this, uh, hit hit the applause button or something. Um, figure out a way to let me know. Um, and legitimately, if you if you have um, something you want me to, to talk about, uh, please please let me know. I would love to. I'd love to have some uh, audience involvement. Um, and it can be it can it can be literally anything. Okay, not literally. It can be almost anything um, within reason. Like I said, we try to keep it uh, PG or PG-13 around here. Uh, anyway, hope you all have a great night or day or morning or whatever it is, wherever you are. Um, and I will be back on tomorrow. Peace.